Section 86 of United States Senate Election Expulsion and Censure Cases, 1793-1990, by Anne M. Butler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Case 84, Henry A. DuPont, 1838-1926, Delaware. Election Case, December 4, 1895, to March 1, 1897. Issues. Conduct of election, form of credentials, Senate refused to reverse previous action. Chronology number one. Petition submitted December 4, 1895. Referred to committee December 4, 1895. Committee report February 18, 1896. Senate vote May 15, 1896. Result not seated. Chronology number two. Petition submitted January 12, 1897. Referred to committee January 12, 1897. Committee report March 1, 1897. No Senate action. Result not seated. Background. For months in early 1895, the Delaware legislature had been deadlocked among three Republican candidates in its effort to elect a United States Senator. Then, on April 8th, Delaware Governor Joshua Marvel died, throwing the state legislature into an election dispute involving Henry A. DuPont, railroad president and scion of that state's prominent entrepreneurial political family. The central figure in the controversy proved not to be DuPont, but William T. Watson, former Speaker of the Delaware Senate, who ascended to the governor's chair upon Marvel's demise. On May 9, 1895, Watson, claiming he had never given up his state Senate seat when taking over the governorship, presided over and voted in the legislature's joint session in an effort to defeat any Republican candidate for U.S. Senator, of whom DuPont was the strongest. As a result, DuPont received 15 of the 30 votes cast in the Joint Assembly, one less than the majority needed for election. If Watson's vote against DuPont were disqualified, however, then DuPont had a majority of the 29 legitimate votes cast. Apparently believing this to be the case, one Republican senator declared DuPont elected statement of the case. On December 4, 1895, at the beginning of the 54th Congress, supporters of Henry DuPont entered a petition on his behalf, claiming that he had been elected to the Senate for the term beginning March 4, 1895. DuPont charged that Watson illegally performed dual functions essentially destroying the traditional separation between the executive and legislative branches when, as governor, he participated in the Assembly's election. Although DuPont possessed no credentials signed by the governor, he submitted a certificate of election signed by the Speaker and the Clerk of the Delaware House. DuPont contended that he had won a majority vote if Watson's ballot was discounted. 
the Republican-controlled Senate referred DuPont's petition to the Committee on Privileges and Elections, together with several affidavits that arrived from Delaware during January 1896. Response of the Senate. On February 18, 1896, a divided committee submitted its report. The Republican majority favored DuPont, holding that since Watson's action violated both the Delaware Constitution and U.S. laws, his vote should not count. Supporting DuPont's contention that he received a majority of the legally cast votes, the report declared that, of the two contradictory sets of evidence, the Assembly's official journal entries of proceedings should take precedence over individual affidavits submitted by DuPont's opponents. The opponents contended that, before the Senate entered the Joint Assembly for the U.S. Senate election, Watson had presided over legislative business and voted in the state Senate on May 9th without any objection being raised. The journal, on the other hand, showed no such legislative action by Watson. Before the Joint Assembly adjourned, the legislators who had voted for DuPont had vigorously objected to Watson's participation in the vote, but Watson officially declared that the legislature had failed to elect a U.S. senator. While reaffirming a legislature's right to judge the qualifications of its own members, the committee majority ruled that the power was irrelevant in this case because the Delaware Constitution forbade an individual to serve simultaneously as governor and member of the legislature. The majority report also asserted that DuPont did not need a certificate of election signed by the governor, since the Speaker and Clerk of the State House certified that he had received a majority of the legally cast votes. The minority report, filed by the committee's Democratic members, specifically contended that the two offices of governor and state senator were not incompatible under the Delaware Constitution because Watson, as Senate Speaker, was only exercising the office of governor and did not become governor. As precedent, the report cited the cases of three former Senate speakers who had temporarily exercised the authority of governor and had then returned to the Senate to complete their terms once a new permanent governor was chosen. The report also stressed that it was the exclusive prerogative of the Delaware Senate to determine the qualifications of its members and the U.S. Senate had no right to even consider the matter. Thus, since the Delaware Constitution provided for 30 members in the combined houses of the legislature, and 30 votes had been cast in the election, the United States Senate could not subtract the vote of one senator when nothing in the state record showed he had been judged unqualified by his own assembly. In a Senate fiercely concerned with the delicate balance between parties and factions because of closely contested financial legislation, 
Debates on the legitimacy of Republican Henry DuPont's claim proved lengthy and legalistic, as the floor orations continued for almost three months. The minute dissections of the Delaware Constitution included repeated use of the terms vacancy, interim function, devolving duty, and exercise of office. Yet, when the matter came to a vote, the extensive constitutional analysis had done nothing to shift political loyalties. On May 15, 1896, by a party-line vote of 31 to 30, the Senate rejected DuPont's claim. Four populists and one silver party member joined with Senate Democrats to outvote the Republicans on the issue. The case did not end there, however. On January 12, 1897, Henry DuPont brought his contest back to the Senate. In a new petition, he charged that an error in the announced pairs in May 1896 had cost him a favorable decision and that the Senate had misunderstood the construction of the Delaware Constitution. This petition went to the Committee on Privileges and Elections, which reported on March 1, 1897. Even though a majority of committee members still believed that the Senate should have seated DuPont, they did not find that there had been any mistake in counting the pairs. Since the claimant thus had no new evidence to present, the entire committee considered that the Senate's action in the case had been final. In a strong closing statement, the report cautioned the Senate to resist the temptation to reverse its own judgments or to vacate and award seats according to changing political majorities. The Senate took no action on the second report. Conclusion DuPont's case, although unsuccessful for him, established several precedents. The Senate had agreed to investigate whether a claimant without credentials signed by the governor had a right to be seated. The committee determined that the journal of a state legislature, showing that a candidate had been properly elected, could serve as a substitute for such credentials. In addition, the committee ruled that once the Senate had rendered a judgment in a case, the matter could only be reopened upon the submission of new evidence. During the debate, opponents of DuPont forcefully restated the principle that the Senate had no power to determine that a state legislator who was accepted by his own body could not vote in an election for U.S. Senator. In January 1898, the Senate awarded DuPont $1,855.45 for his expenses. At the conclusion of his case, he returned to his duties as president and general manager of the Wilmington and Northern Railroad. In 1906, the legislature elected him to the United States Senate, where he served until 1917. DuPont died in 1926. End of Case 84, End of Section 86